Good morning. Hey, can we appreciate the worship team? Yeah. Hey, happy new year. Wow. First time we're together here, 2024. You ready? I don't know if I'm ready for this year. <laughs> it's good. I, I won't say anything. All right. Hey, um, okay, let me, get, let me get situated here. A couple things. I sent out the uh, email. Did you see that the clipboards going around? So we got some clipboards going around. We're trying to update our email list. And so if you see that and you need to update it, uh, you can fill that out. Wanna, I want to welcome any new visitors. If you're uh, visiting for the first time, we're, we're just really glad you're here. And uh, like Mike said, grab one of those brochures that's out there in the foyer. That's going to give you some information about LifePoint. If you have any questions, I, I would love to meet with you after the service. If I didn't get a chance to shake your hand this morning or talk with you, let me introduce myself. My name's Steve. I'm one of the pastors here and at LifePoint. Love to meet with you after the service. Um, we also have a Connect card. It uh, looks like this here, and these are in the end chairs, pockets in the back. And um, if you want to get on the email list, uh, fill out that information and put that in the uh, boxes in the back. On the other side of that card is a prayer request. Um, you're going through a tough time. You know somebody that's going through a tough time. We have a, a prayer chain here at, at LifePoint, and uh, just write down what you want us to be praying for, write prayer chain on that, and I'll send that out. It goes out to about 14 families. If you want to be a part of that prayer chain, we need, we need people on that, as many as we can. Um, if you want to be on that prayer chain, uh, take that, right? Uh, put your number, your telephone number, email um, uh, address, and then um, write, write on add me to the prayer chain. And as I think about that, we also have, if you're, if you're a prayer warrior, you know, you're, and you're looking for somewhere to, to serve. We have um, uh, 9.30, uh, we open up the office here, and we have a few people that meet there and, and just pray for different things, pray for the service, pray for people in the community. But if that's something that you'd like to do, that's, that's open to anyone. On, at, that's at 9.30 here at the church office on Sundays, okay? Um, so, oh, by the way, men's Bible study. Okay, we have, I got stuff all over the place here. Oh, here we go, bulletin. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, we have, I want to highlight something from our bulletin, our church work day. That's going to be Thursday, January 18th. And I know this is right in the middle of when people are working. But if you have, uh, if, you're, if that day's open, we're going to go from 9 a.m. to noon on that Thursday. And uh, we do a pretty good job keeping this place clean. But, you know, this is just, a deep clean, you know, we, uh, you know, touch up paint, uh, you know, uh, the fans, the baseboard, wash windows. So um, we could use help on that. We're going to also provide pizza after, after that work day. So. Um, so men's Bible study, um, we are in Hebrews, like Mike was saying. And in, we are, uh, we're going to be hitting chapter 10 this next week, and I have the outlines up here if you need them. Um, but when we get to chapter 11, that is the, that's the, the heroes of the faith. That's the, the, uh, the faith hall of fame, I, I like to call it. And we get into 12, we have that great cloud of witnesses, which I, I think is, are those believers, those saints that have gone before us and lived a, a life, a God-honoring life. And we have those examples. I think that's what that cloud of witnesses is 
But here's the question. Here's, have you ever thought about this? If there, if, if, there were, what would, if there was a museum in heaven, if there was a museum in heaven, what would that look like? I, I like what this one pastor said, Mark Buchanan. He said this, if heaven keeps a museum, I don't think it will be a grand theater of Christendom's triumphs. I think it will be a small, quiet room filled with ordinary things. A cup of cold water given to a refugee, a, a laundry basket of clothes washed and ironed for teenagers who never say thank you, a stack of dishes rinsed, soaked, and, and clean, left dirty by people who never stay around to help, a meal cooked for a sick neighbor, a $100 bill given to an unemployed man whose giver could hardly afford it, a Samaritan's donkey, a widow's mite, and a towel still damp from wiping. And I share that with you to kind of get us thinking about this incredible lesson that Jesus is, that he teaches, he taught the disciples and he's still teaching us today. And when he, Jesus washes the disciples' feet, he, he, he demonstrates humility and he's, he's teaching us this lesson of, of humility and of service. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 13. 1 through 17. John chapter 13, 1 through 17. And just, I, I want to uh, highlight a couple things here in Luke's gospel. When you go to Luke's gospel here, it says there's a couple things that happened right before this event. The first one is this, in Luke 22, 24, the disciples are arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. They're still, they, they have no idea what's coming. They, they, now, I can see from context, the triumphant entry, people, uh, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. There's a lot of excitement. And, and, and so the disciples are going, they're arguing with each other, who's going to be the greatest? Another thing that happens here, too, is that, G, that Judas, Judas has already sold out Jesus. He's already conspiring with the religious Leader. So kind of think about that as we go into this, this teaching by Jesus. John 13, 1 through 17. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything that he had, had uh, come from God and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, feet drying them with the, with the towel that he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And Peter exclaimed, and wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. He, it, Peter gets in trouble a lot, but he knows how to bounce back right here. He, he bounces back. Uh, Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over, does not need to wash except for the feet, 
be entirely clean. And you, you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and, and asked, do you understand what I'm doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Wow. Incredible, rich uh, story in, in Christ's life and his teaching. Here's what I want to do this morning, though. I want to look at kind of four ways, for, quickly, I want to quickly look at four ways of uh, serving like Jesus can impact others. And then I want to close with a few really practical thoughts, okay? I'm going to kind of fly through these first four points, and then I want to kind of camp on, on the last two. Okay, four ways of serving, serving like Jesus can impact others um, around us. Number one, serving like Jesus is a way that we as followers of Christ uh, can express the unconditional love of God. We can ex- so when we serve like Jesus, one, what it, we, we can express God's unconditional love. Look at this at John 13, 1. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that His hour had come to leave this world. He's 24 hours to the cross right here. He, he knows what's going to happen to Him. But yet, catch this. He loves them. His heart's full of love for those disciples. His heart's full of love for you. You believe in Him. You put your trust in Him. Your faith is in Him. You are His. And He loves you dearly. He loved them all the way to the end. And then it says this, So He got up, expressed His love. He got up from the table, took off His robe, wrapped a towel around His waist, and poured water into a basin. He began to wash the disciples' feet. Dirty. Messy from those dirt roads. He's drying them with a towel that he had around him. Think about all the the, the disciples that were there. Peter was there, James, John, Matthew, and guess who else? Judas. He's washing. He didn't bypass Judas. He washed his feet. Now look what Luke's Gospel, I want to read this to you because it it, it makes this, this is a weighty time. This is a... Look here in John 22, 1 through 6. The festival of unleavened bread, which is also called the Passover, was approaching. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were plotting how to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of the people's reaction. Look at verse 3 says this Then Satan, Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. I read that this week and thought about what's happening here. That's just eerie, man. Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve disciples, and he went to the leading priest and captains of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted, and they promised to give him money. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they could arrest him when the crowds weren't around. And Jesus is there, and he washes Judas' feet. 
just, I can't, I just can't, I don't understand it. I mean, it's so counterculture, isn't it? When you know what this, this guy's about ready to betray, this guy's a snake, man. He's about ready to betray Jesus, or he's already betrayed Jesus. And yet Jesus takes time, that time, and to wash his feet. Now, this is just me here. I, this is my, my, my guess on this. I'm like, I wonder, just because of who God is and the, the loving God that he is, it's almost like, could, could Jesus have been going, hey, Judas, not too late, not too late? I don't know. I just, it just blows me away that he is, that Jesus washes Judas' feet. Could you imagine what maybe Judas was, what he might have been thinking it when Jesus was washing his feet? I mean, he, squirm, he had to be squirming. When we as Christians serve the unlovable, what do you think is going on, going through their minds? I, I wasn't going to share this story, but I'm going to just share real quick. I, I had the opportunity when, when I got back, graduated from college, I moved back here to town and I needed a job. I got a job out at high-tech fire, uh, fire apparatus, building fire trucks. And, and they put me, I, was, I mean, um, I remember they, they hired 17 of us at one time. And I remember Ben, uh, ben Ruthman, my boss, he looked at my resume and he's like, Fresno State, he goes, do you have any mechanical experience or any experience? Austin? said, no. He goes, why, why should I hire you? <laughs> and then he ended up hiring me. I've shared this before. He hired me because uh, my dad helped him in a bar fight. Okay. So that's good old Oakdale right there. And uh, so I got the job and they put me on the line with this guy that, that he, he just, he, um, he just wasn't liked. He wasn't liked in the company. He, he was, he was ornery and really ornery towards greenhorns like, like myself. Okay. And so he just kind of ran, ran me through the ringer. And there were many times that I, I just, I wanted to go to the boss and say, hey, you need to put me on somewhere else. Get me out of fabrication. Put me, put me somewhere. I can't stand this guy. There were many times that I just wanted to get in his face. He's, he's, he's just, uh, he was just very, um, uh, best word I, I think of is ornery, man. He's just, he was ornery. And, um, and there were many times that I just, Lord, I, don't, I, I, I just can't do it. And the Lord t- just would encourage, just kind of encourage me to stay in there and hang in there. And about a year in, maybe a little less than a year, he started, you know, he wasn't going to get rid of me. And I was going to stay. And something changed. Something changed in his heart. I kept praying for him. I kept trying to, you know, uh, be a uh, Christ-like example, uh, you know. And and by about a year in, he was going through some marriage. Uh, marriage issues, and he then started to confide in me with what was what was going on, and there was a there was a change, and I just think that from my what I learned from that is that there are those that want to push you away. Those those people are hard to work with, but if we can continue to show, try to be uh, the Lord the best we can, live a Christ like uh, honoring life before them. That I think that that gets them thinking that, that, that it, it provides opportunity for maybe ministry. So serving like Jesus is a way as followers that we can um, 
we can express the unconditional love of God. Number two, serving like Jesus is a way that we as followers of Christ can remain humble in the sight of, of God. And Jesus demonstrated this by example. John 13, 3, look at this. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything. I think some of the other translations says all authority. He's given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. Now, here's the thing. Jesus, here, he, he was given all authority and he knew it. Jesus could have stepped out. Hey, guys, I'm going I'm to step out for a second. He could have done this with all authority. All authority means all authority. He could have went outside and looked at, the, look, looked at the moon and said, oh yeah, that's nice. I made a good one. Copy and paste, second moon. He could have went up and said, new star, and brand new star. He could have said, time, stop, and would stop. He's, he is the Lord of lords. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the First, the Last. He's the ancient, ancient of days. And look what he does. He washes, he washes feet. John 13, 4 and 5. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. And then began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around him. He's, there is, there's humility. He took on the lowest servant uh, job, the, the, the job of the lowest servant in the house. Philippians 2, 5, and 8, Paul says this, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient death, even death on a cross. Serving Jesus is a way that we as followers can remain humble in the sight of God, just learn humility. And then number three, serving Jesus, serving like Jesus is a way that we as followers of Christ are to live before God. John 13, 13 to 16. You call me teacher and Lord, you are right, because that's what I am. And since I since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. This is going to be a quick point. Here's the point. Here's what I want to highlight. Serving like Jesus is not a suggestion. It's a command. He's commanded us to do it. He's called us. We're called to live, to, to, to serve like Jesus. Number four, serving like Jesus is a way that we, as followers of Christ, experience the blessing of God. John 13, 17. 13, 17. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Serving is, is very rewarding. And um, there's, there's a lot of blessing. And again, the, I want to highlight verse 17. You know, that you know these things, God will bless you for, for doing them. And I'll tell you what, if, you're, if God has put, there's nothing more, more um, what's the joyful 
then when God's calling you to do something, putting a ministry on your heart, and you step out there and do that and serve, man, it is so rewarding. It is so rewarding. And you might be thinking, you know, God's put something on your heart. And you're thinking, well, I got to get this thing dialed in. I got to get this figured out. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to learn this. I got to learn more of the Bible. All right, you, I got to get all these things done. Look, you're never going to get to the perfect spot where you. It's just going to. It's going to be. It can be a little scary. It's going to. It might seem difficult. But I want to encourage you, man. Just get out there and do it. Step out there and do it. So serving like Jesus is a way that we as followers of Christ experience the blessing of God. Serving like Jesus is a way that we as followers of Christ can express the unconditional love of God, remain humble in His sight, we're commanded to live before God, uh, and experience the blessing of God. So here's the thing. That's easy to talk about. It's another thing. It's it's harder to do, isn't it? It's, it's, It's hard. So how... How do we live this out? What is the motivation to live, live this out? Uh, two quick thoughts. And really, I want to just, I want to share um, John 15. Now, we're going to get to John 15 about remaining in Christ. That's big here. But I have two quick thoughts. What's our motivation? And it came to me this week that it's not about titles. It's not about titles. It's about the teacher. And when we, if we get caught up in titles, then I think that, that could hinder us from serving like Jesus. But if we get captivated by the teacher, and, that, and, me, and what I mean by this is that knowing that he loves us, and I, I, I mean more than John 3.16. John 3.16, we know that God loves us. But I, I think what we see here is that when we know that we are, we are his, we are his own, I like how the ESV put John 13, 1. He says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having, here it is, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. See, when we really get this, that yes, God loves us, but when we get that we are God's own, it changes we, we, are, we become more secure in who we are in Christ. We're not trying to be somebody that we're not. We're just, we're good. We're good with our relationship with God. We're, God. we're good with who we are in the Lord. We know He loves us. We're His, we're His own. That frees us up. That frees us up to serve anywhere and anyone. I think that's one motivation. When, we're, when we know who we are, Our identity is in Christ. Man, that's so freeing. So freeing. And the second one is this. When we realize serving people is one way to loving Jesus. John 14, 15. If you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commands. And so when when we follow the the commands of Christ to to love one another, to serve one another, especially especially God's family, then what we're really doing is we're, we're also we're loving the Lord by, by doing what He's asked us to do. And Lord, but You've called us to live that way. And God, you will, you will inspire us. You'll encourage us. You'll fill us, Lord, to help us. 
God, we, um, to live the way, to serve the way you want us to serve, Lord. We need your help. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for this lesson, Lord. Pray this in your name. Amen.